Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. Well, welcome back. This is part two of a podcast that I think is really important of just some general habits that we need to consider and incorporate in some ways into our lifestyle so that we can be everything God wants us to be. We can live a healthy life. And I know there are going to be things that we all encounter that are going to be disruptions into our health, but the best that we can be intentional about eating good, or staying healthy. That's what we want to talk about, but we want it to become a habit. We want it to become a way of life. Why? Because we know it is good for us. Because our motive is not just that it's good for us. Our motive is so that we can live strong. We can live long and healthy and do what God's created us to do. Enjoy our families. Enjoy life. Enjoying this life that God has blessed us with. So let me pick up here and continue on. I talked earlier in the part one about some main categories and I pray that you've had time to be thinking through those but hang on because at the end of this podcast I'm going to talk about the number one thing that is a must an absolute in every one of our lives if we want a healthy lifestyle and how then we can go about including these making a plan to incorporate these into our lifestyle the next one I wanted to talk about is hydration Water, water, water. I cannot say that loud enough. Water is good for you, but you want to drink good water. I will tell you in my diet over the years, as I have removed those drinks that are not healthy for my life, probably 85% of what I drink is just water. It's just water. And, And let me just say, the water in your coffee does not constitute the water that I'm talking about here because I'm a coffee drinker. But we all have to consider everything again, as I said in the last podcast, in moderation. And so just plain water is a big part of all that I drink. And that's something that I have acquired and done over the years. And, you know, growing up in the South and I grew up on sweet tea, not just tea, sweet tea tea, I have learned to eliminate that from my diet. And every now and then I'll have a glass of unsweet tea and I may put a tad of sweet tea in there, not with artificial sweeteners, but with a natural sweetener. Why? To just make that a little more pleasing to the palate. But most of the time it's going to be just plain water. And then there are times to alter that plain water. I'll add fresh lemon. And that fresh lemon just gives me a little different natural taste to the water. The first thing that I do every morning when I get up, I drink a glass of water, like a 16-ounce glass of water, good water, before I 
They even drink a cup of coffee. And I feel like that gives my body a good jump start. And I see the natural effect immediately right after I drink that water. And as I said, I drink good water. I'm all about drinking filtered water. I believe that we all should filter our water no matter where you are. Even if you have a water from a well. I grew up drinking water from a well. And, you know, we thought that was all as pure as it could get. But if you're in a city, you need to filter your water. I have a water filter system, a standalone system that I use. And I cook with that filtered water, not just drinking it for daily consumption, but using that filtered water even to cook my meals with. And you can be very intentional about this. And I know there are a lot of different ways that people do this, but you can to be sure that you get the necessary requirements of water in your body every day. You can plan that out and you can set that water out. I know I've seen people walk around with huge containers of water and it's a big thermos almost and they drink out of that. And that's great. If that works for you, that's great. For me, I know I need about 10 or 11 eight ounce glasses of water a day and so I try to set that amount of water around so that I consume it but I tell you I've done this for so long now I can tell if my body is lacking hydration it's yearning for something to drink so you figure out how many ounces of water that you need and be very intentional and if you do incorporate the amount of water that you need to keep the body hydrated that helps the systems again of the body to function the way they need to function it will automatically eliminate unhealthy things that you may be drinking or consuming that your body doesn't need or that may be contributing to some of the health issues that you are encountering i'll tell you this one thing many many years ago before i ever got you know committed to some of these principles that I am sharing with you, I encountered a health issue. And in the process of that, I was sent to Birmingham to a specialist to evaluate this situation and then determine, you know, lay out a roadmap going forward. Well, I went to the doctor and they did all these tests and he said, yes, this is your problem. And then he handed me a group of prescriptions. And I said, now, what is this? And he said, this is what you need to take. This is what you've been diagnosed with. This is what you need to take. And uh, this is going to help you live with this issue. And I looked at him and I said, how long do I have to take this medicine? He said, for the rest of your life. And I thought, for the rest of my life? And I sat back in my chair and I asked that doctor. I said, okay, you say I have this issue you say, these are the prescriptions I have to take, but not for just a short period of time. You're saying the rest of my life. Doctor, could you tell me what can I do for myself to combat this issue and be healthy? And I'll never forget, I can still to this day see him leaning in across his desk. He said, I've never had anyone ask me what could they do? He said to fight this issue, here's a list of things that you can do. And I wrote those down. Do you know water? And he went in a long explanation about how critical water was and being sure I got a certain amount of water in my diet every day. 
And then he told me a nutrient that I needed to take, and he went down the list. I went home, and I will tell you from that day forward, I have remembered that. I have incorporated those things in my life. I was very intentional to do the things he said to do. Do you know to this day, following going back and having a follow-up exam with that doctor, him saying that I didn't have this issue anymore, continuing to use this plan of action that he said I could do to be healthy, I've never battled that issue since. And how amazing it is that God made this body with just some plain natural things to restore health. And water is one of them. So water is so important to make sure. And it's so simple we overlook it. But what our world has done and what commercialism has done is that it's convinced us that we need other drinks in our diet to be healthy. But I believe it starts with water. And even to the point, like I said, to this day, I have eliminated almost all drinks from my diet with the exception of coffee. And I drink good coffee, low acid coffee, and yet water is so important. And, you know, it was important then to overcome this medical issue, but it's important just for everyday life. The next category is exercise. We've got to move the body. God made us with a structure to be moved. We need to set it as a priority, not just to lose weight, and yes, lose weight and maintain weight, but move exercise for your health. And I do it because I want to stay healthy so I can do the things that I want to do. You want to be mobile. You want to be active. And so pick an exercise, something that you can enjoy doing, something that is an exercise that's friendly to your age, something that works in your schedule, something that you're motivated to do because you kind of enjoy this. You like doing it. And if you like doing it, you'll want to do it. For me, I treat exercise like a job. It's part of my schedule. It's something that's necessary. It's something that I'm committed to do. Not just a choice, but it's a commitment. Why? Because I know this is what my body needs. Not just what the, when I jump on the scales need, but my body needs this to get out and to be active and to exercise. And so, you know, it's best if we exercise every day. I'm moving around every day, but I'm intentional to incorporate a form of exercise in my weekly schedule is to keep me moving. And when I'm exercising, I'm very focused on what it's doing for my body, how it's helping my body, cautious about moving through it because I want to keep my structure strong because exercise helps to, it's another element to maintaining good health. Another category, this one might be a little different, but it's a category I call alert to your body. Stay alert to your body. I say this all the time to people. I say this all the time to my family when they may say, oh, this hurts or this aches or whatever. And to me, it's not that I'm passing the compassion part of it and being compassionate, oh, this aches. But immediately I go to, okay, that's pointing to a problem. You see, our body will talk to us and we need to listen and pay attention to what our body is saying to us. So when we start aching or we're sore or something, we got a pain in an area. Listen, I say all the time, pain 
points to a problem. It's saying there's a problem. And what we want to do is to find out the source of that, that pain, find out the source of it, what the problem is, and attack the problem from where that pain is coming from as much as we can. And our goal is to totally eliminate the pain. So we don't want to ignore pain. We don't want to camouflage that pain. We want to find where that pain is coming from and attack that source the best that we can. So don't ignore it. Check it out. So many times we'll just, you know, and some things can be just for a short period of time, and then they go away, and that's great. But if it continues, find out what it is. Check it out. You know, inflammation brings on pain and it points to a problem that there's an inflammation and sometimes in in my particular situation as a result of exercise I may encounter some pain and the pain is coming from inflammation and inflammation is naturally there to protect an area maybe that's been compromised in a way but if it's persistent attack that inflammation one way I do it is with ice water now, I, I tell people this, and not everybody receives this, but it works for me is to sit in a tub of ice water. And I tell you, it gets the inflammation. Ice water with Epsom salt, and it eliminates that inflammation for me. And it's just a natural way, natural thing that God provided for us to stop that inflammation that may have occurred as a result of moving wrong or from an exercise or, you know, maybe eating wrong and getting that inflammation out of the body. but So be alert to your body. When it talks to you, stop and listen. And listen to what it's saying. If it's pain, that's the body talking. If it's a soreness, the body is talking. And then find out the source of that and tackle it. Address it. Don't ignore it. And do it as soon as it starts to talk to you. Communicate. It's communicating to you. You stop and communicate to yourself. What do I need to do about this? So that I believe that is that is a category that I am always alert to. Even my back. When something might feel a little out of alignment or not just right, I stop and I say, okay, it's talking to me. What do I need to do? What's the source of that discomfort? And what do I need to do? And I address it and get things back in order immediately. So be very alert to your body as it talks to you. Now, I want to talk to you about the number one thing that is a must, an absolute, for maintaining a healthy body. And to maintain a good, healthy, physical body, you must be intentional about maintaining a pure, healthy heart. This is not a philosophy that Joe Hancock came up with and want to sell onto people, but this is what the Bible says. And I'm going to substantiate this by sharing with you scriptures, what God says, the way he made us. God wants us to be healthy spiritually. Why? So we can have fellowship with him. And so we spiritually want to keep a pure heart so we can stay in fellowship with God and enjoy God. But in return, God wants us to stay physically healthy. And our heart, our physical heart, of course, needs to stay healthy. But our spiritual heart, our spirit, 
must stay healthy because it is the foundation from which everything flows in our life, even a healthy physical body. I want to tell you this. Here's some scriptures that substantiate this. One of my favorite scriptures for guidance is Proverbs 4, 23. And it says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of the heart flows the issues of life. When I start to have an issue, an encounter that is persistent and it keeps coming up, I stop and I say, okay, I've got this issue. Let me take it all the way back to my heart, my spirit man, to see if anything is out of order, impure in my heart, from which this issue may be springing up. And why do I do that? Because the word says, out of the heart flows the issues of life. Another one, Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety in the heart of man, the heart of a person, causes depression. But a good word makes it glad. We get anxious. We get anxious because in our heart, something is out of order. And if it continues, it's allowed to continue being anxious, it can impact our emotional well-being our mental stability. And God's word says that it can cause depression. So if we, and and I understand, I get this, depression is real and we have to address it, but always address it in addition to emotional issue or physical issue, always address it spiritually, making sure that your heart is pure. And let the Holy Spirit reveal to you anything in your heart that is impure so that you can address that and treat that as well along with this. Because it may be bringing forth, it may be the very thing that is manifesting the anxiousness, the anxiety in your life. And so get to the root of it. Proverbs 3, 7 and 8 says, we're to depart from evil. We see evil, we get entangled with evil, we're surrounded by evil, we're to depart from it. Why? When we do, it is health to the body and strength to the bones. So stop and say, to be healthy, that's a part of removing myself from evil, from wickedness. I'm not to have fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Hey, you remove yourself. Why? Because your goal is to have a healthy body. And so it's not just physically. It starts spiritually, keeping a good, pure heart, righteous before God. Not that we're always pure, not that we're always righteous, but our heart, our intentions is to be righteous. And so depart from the evil. Proverbs 14, 30 says a sound heart is is life to the body. What's a sound heart? A heart that's set on God. A heart that says, if God says this is sin or iniquity, I agree with God. I confess it, get it under the blood, get it out of my life. Because you want a sound heart? Why? Because it equates to life. It's life to the body. But listen to this. It goes on to say, envy is rottenness to the bones. How many people today walk around envious or jealous of another person, another family, another situation? 
and yet we justify it and we put it over there in a category to itself and we don't deal with it. No, we're to maintain a pure heart and if the Holy Spirit reveals envy or jealousy, God's Word says it is rottenness to the bones. It's not good. It's not healthy. We need to get that out of our life. Proverbs 18, 8, the words of gossip, hey, whispering, the tail barrier, some translations say, are like wounds. They go down into the uttermost body. What's that? Down into the gut, down into the belly. And it can bring forth wounds. So we need to eliminate that. That helps us to have a healthy body. Proverbs 17, 22 says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. See, do you know that joy, your spirit man, being righteous and pure before God, gives you joy? And that joy is like a bottle of medicine to your body. But listen, when the spirit's been broken, it's crushed because of sin, of unrighteousness. Scripture says it'll dry up the bones. These are just some of the things. I just went to Proverbs, but there's more things that the body says that an unrighteous heart, impurity, sin in our life, gone unchecked as convicted by the Holy Spirit can lead to unhealthy things in our life and our body. Well, how do you move through these? I've spent two podcasts laying out some main categories that I think are important for us to consider as good habits in our life to have a healthy, healthy body. But how do you, how do you approach these? Let me just conclude by saying the first thing is you pray through them. I hope that you've written down each category. There's basically eight categories, including what I think the main one is starting with a pure heart. Of each one of those categories, you pray through them. Bring them before God and say, God, where do I start? Where's the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Where does the Holy Spirit want you to start? And when it does, commit to start in there. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Don't let some book or somebody say, okay, you need to do this, this, and this. And although that might help someone speaking into that, but start with God. God sees, he knows everything about your body. He knows where he's ready to go to work. So give him that opportunity to outline for you. Because as I said in the first podcast, I didn't start all these at the same time addressing every one of them. I eventually learned over a course of time how important it was to be committed to these categories and do different things within each one of these categories. And I gradually incorporated them into my health plan, into my life. And as a result, they have become a part of my life, which I believe has had a big contribution to maintaining health. And again, I tell you, there's work I've got to do. There are more things I need to do. And I lean on the Holy Spirit to reveal those to me. So ask God, where do I start? And whatever he says, whatever he tells you to do, you commit to it. Let me caution you here. Don't try to do all of this, you know, at the same time. You just start gradually incorporating them into your life. All the way back to, as I shared with you, as I was sitting in that Sunday school room and the Holy Spirit says, I can't use you unless you're healthy. 
I started then gradually incorporating things one by one by one. And so I encourage you to do that too. Don't be overwhelmed by all of it because getting overwhelmed and trying too many or all of them at one time, that will be a trick of the enemy to defeat you. So be very cautious about that because you want to make them a way of life because you want to be all that God wants you to be. And so these, some of these principles, some of these ways, some of these practices will be necessary to become a way of life for you. Why? So your motive is not just that you've got these incorporated in your life, but your motive becomes, I want to be able to do what God has planned for me to do. And then go do your research for each one about the specifics. Do them one at a time. As you research it, you let the Holy Spirit then add to you the valued information that you need and then have a plan. Incorporate a plan and be committed to that. And then adjust your lifestyle to make these a part of your lifestyle because there will be some adjustments that you will have to make. And note what that is and fit these things into your everyday life schedule. And then see the need for each one. See the need for each one so that you will have the desire to do it. Because if you don't have the desire, they'll fall by the wayside. And for me to have the desire, I have to see the need. And I see that these are necessary. So therefore, I pursue them. I have the desire to do them because I know it's going to be good for me. And listen, that is good to have the desire helps you to abstain from things like French fries. You know, I'd love to sit down and have French fries every week. Order French fries or cook French fries instead of baking a sweet potato. But I don't. I take that desire away because I know that I need to eat healthier. See how it works? It's a way of thinking that becomes a good lifestyle for you so that you can be healthy. Well, I pray that this has helped you. I pray that this has given you some ideas, some things to start with. There are a lot more things that we could talk about, but this is a good start. These are some good categories, and within each category, there probably are a lot of things that you're going to be researching, thinking through, praying through, but God's going to show you. He's going to show you where you are and what you need and what you need to start with and what you need to do because God's got the plan. You just want to go get God's plan and incorporate it into your life. So you be blessed that as you start doing this, God's going to give you the strength. So always pray for grace that God will give you grace to do what is necessary in your life physically so that you are spiritually and physically ready to live out your purpose here on earth. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.